So when I think about business wellness and I in loving that concept, that's what I think about. It's really creating something that feels good in, in the day-to-day. You're not feeling burnt out. You're not overexerting yourself. You're not over-promising and under-delivering. You're really taking care of your business from the inside out. This is the Girl Behind the Hustle podcast, and I'm your host, Lucretia Thomas. On this podcast, we encourage, celebrate, and share stories from female founders that push you to stop playing it safe, build that business, and keep going. So if you're ready, let's hear the truth from the women behind the hustle. Hey, girlfriends, it's Lucretia. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode today. Before we get into today's episode, I do want to tell you that we'll be discussing Cecily Tyson's memoir, Just As I Am. The discussion will take place online this upcoming Sunday, March 28th at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. The RSVP information will be linked in the show notes. So we'd love to discuss the book with you. We'll be discussing it with Erica Polanco Webb of the Sinking Hills of Motherhood. It's going to be so good. The book was amazing. I'm doing back and forth between the audible and the physical book. And it's just been such a great story. So looking forward to discussing that on Sunday. Today's episode, I'm chatting with Alice Foy. You may recall her from a previous episode that's linked in the show notes. At that time, she was doing Jane Ella Production, an event management and production company. But of course, with the pandemic, everyone had to kind of shift and pivot. So she pivoted to create the Digital Jane, which is an amazing business support agency. Today, we're chatting about business wellness. It's the second series in our Girl You Deserve series where we're chatting all about getting wellness and everything that we deserve. And today we're chatting with her about what does it mean to be well within your business and how business wellness looks like delegating well. Listen in now. Yeah, and I am just excited. I know I was looking forward to the launch and just to see it rolling. It's just good to see. I'm excited for you. And I know everything you touch and everything you do, you got full speed. So I'm like, it's just getting it started for you. You know, once you get started and you get rolling, like it's going to happen. Thank you so much. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the second episode. Me and Alice kind of started chatting already, but this is the second live episode. If you're listening to the replay on the podcast, this is the Girl Behind the Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lucretia L.C. Thomas. Today I'm chatting with Alice. This is the second episode of our series, Girl You Deserve. This series is all about wellness, but we're not just talking about the self-care type of wellness. We're talking about overall wellness. What does it look like to be well in our finances, well in our business health, well in our life, well with social media? Tonight, we're chatting with Alice Foy. She is the founder of the digital Jane. Alice is the Jane of all trades. She's the doer of all things, but there comes a time where more so than being the doer of all things, she does all the things well. And so I knew that I needed to chat with her when it came to chatting about behind the business and the business of being well and what we need to do in our businesses so that we can kind of transform from doing all the things to doing all the things well. What do we need to delegate? What do we need to take off of our plate so that we can prevent ourselves from burnout? So Alice, welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much, Elsie. I am always happy just to be in your presence and to talk to you. I promise you just, you are one of the women who I believe in this space. You unintentionally, unplanned, just pour in and you share whatever you know. And it's always great just to be in your presence and talk to you. Even when we're texting or whatever, we keep in in our DMs. It's always good. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for that. So Alice, you know, I have been wanting to chat with you. You're logging in now. I've been wanting to chat with Alice since the pivot happened. You know, we were chatting a little bit. If you're just joining us, we're chatting a little bit about how Alice developed the Digital Jane. If you don't know our history, um, go back a few episodes. I've had Alice on the podcast when she was doing all of her other things that were so amazing. We originally met through the events industry. And that's how we met. We were both working on a wedding and different aspects of it. So now she's doing the Digital Jane. And so Alice, tell us a little bit about what you do with the Digital Jane. Yes. So I'll go back because the first part of the first vision of the Digital Jane was very simple. I envisioned I was um, probably seven years into the business space. I was growing alongside a lot of women in business who we all kind of started out together and our businesses or our visions and things were growing. I'm like, wow, you know, I see so-and-so doing this and she's telling me she needs an assistant. She needs help. And I, the first vision of the digital Jane was to create a solution that would be a flexible option, not locking you into like a long-term contract, like just kind of getting you the support that you need. And then on the other side of that, um, creating an opportunity for amazing women to be able to work from home using skills and resources that they already had. So I saw it as a twofold win. I was like, I can put women in position to be able to work from home and to make money like a side hustle. And I can also help these other amazing women in business who need support. And so that's how the Digital Jane was born. And the name comes from Jane Ella Productions, all things Jane Ella. I envisioned the Digital Jane initially as being the third vertical of my Jane Ella corporation, you know, um, and I didn't really take it serious. It wasn't something that I, I kind of put it in motion. We got a couple clients. I had, um, an assistant in New York helping me. And then I just kind of put it on autopilot, right? It was doing a little something, not a lot, but it was just doing enough. And so that's kind of how the Digital Jane initially started. Once shutdown happened and I went from producing these major events for corporations and, and you know, running around with a headset on to quickly like having to sit down and think about what my next move was going to be. That's when, um, well, first, because I don't want to ramble, but first, um, it went from that to like, okay, I can train on these platforms. I can learn virtual events. I can do all these other things. And then God was like, girl, you already have the digital Jane. Build mm-hmm. it out. Create a role for yourself. And so the digital Jane has blossomed, to answer your question, has blossomed into a virtual business support agency not just generic virtual assistants, but really um, an agency that offers support on admin and management level. So then that way, if you need someone who's capable of leading in terms of your launch, your brand, your business, your operations, we can support you in that capacity. And if you already have the plan, you just need someone to execute and, and implement, we have admin level support as well 
um, be it business, brand, or launch. So that's that's it. It's always interesting when we think that we're supposed to be doing one thing and we get kind of directed in an entirely different direction. It's like you already got everything Mm -hmm. that you need. You already have it. You already have these skills. So what I love about what you do is that you're really trying to help the busy woman who's trying to do all of the things like we sometimes end up doing Mm -hmm. and you're taking things off of their plate. So I want to chat a little bit about that. What do we need to be delegating? Like what needs to come off of our plate? What does that look like when we're taking things off of our plate and how do we pick and choose what to remove? That's a great question. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) No, I always say that delegating is one of the things that first we have to get comfortable with. So it's not a first habit. If you're a person who's used to carrying and juggling and doing all the things yourself, a lot of how your business runs and the specific details live in your mind, when you start trying to delegate, it can be uncomfortable. You can become a micromanager. You can like, you're going to go through a a whole wave of emotions if it's a new thing for you. And so the first thing that I want to share about delegating is get comfortable with telling someone what you need. I think a lot of us as women, we struggle with that just in our day-to-day life. I have personally been shamed for uh, sending my laundry out for service by someone I was dating or ordering groceries instead of just going to the store myself. So I think the first part of delegating is being comfortable with telling someone else what you need. And then number two, sit down and really identify what are some of the things that you're spending time on that are taken away from the bigger things that you can be working on. So a lot of times I'll tell my clients, um, prospective clients to create a list, identify what's taking up the most of your time. So if it's social media, if you're still posting on, on the fly and trying to figure out content a lot, you have all the content, but it just needs to be organized. It just needs to be planned. You need a system for that. Um, social media is one of the most delegated things I feel like in the virtual space now. Um, for some people, it's email management. It's like, how can I make my email inbox not give me anxiety? How can we set it up to where it's a well-oiled machine? I have folders. I have filters. I'm seeing exactly and only what I need first. I Someone has time to unsubscribe you from things. And then being able to see and respond to inquiries as they're coming in or getting back to clients. Email management is another thing that can be delegated. Um, Another thing that a lot of our our clients now are wanting us to take over is the SOP, like the standard operating process development. So as you're doing your day-to-day work and everyone's saying, create a system, use a system, use a system that takes time. Okay. It takes planning. It takes time and it takes strategy. And so it's great in theory and I don't want to overwhelm anyone, but a lot of times um, if it's internal things that need to be worked on and your core work is still happening, you still have customers or you still have clients. Sometimes the strategic work on the back end is one of the things that you can delegate just depending on where you are in your business. You know, I love that you started with the simplest of things, delegating your grocery shopping. Like you're mm-hmm. the one who kind of pushed me to start doing more of that type of stuff with yeah. laundry, groceries. Oh my gosh, there's some more things. You delegate a lot. And, like, I you're do a, good a delegator. lot. <laughs> yes. And if y'all need coupon codes, just slide in my, my DM because I, I get a, I get codes for everything. No, seriously. Yes. 
it is the smallest thing. And I think for the longest time, we have been taught that having a housekeeping service, using laundry services, having people doing things for us is, is like for rich people or it's, it's too expensive. It's like all this unlearning that we have to do in order to even be comfortable. And for me, it was like, I think it, I believe it actually started with Amazon Prime now. So if you don't know, Amazon has a two hour delivery service that if you already have an Amazon subscription, Amazon Prime now may be in your order and you can literally order grocery, pantry things, cleaning products. Um, You know, if you're having that, that time of the month and you need some emergency products, they will literally deliver to your house for free with, within two hours. And so that was my first intro into this can be easy for me. I don't have to do everything myself, but these things can still get done. And from there, it went on to using laundry services to not feeling bad about hiring a task rabbit. You know what I mean? If something needs to be installed or fixed or assembled or cleaned, like I believe that as we create wealth and money for ourselves, that money should be used as a tool to give other people opportunities and then to create ease for, for ourselves. And so even in the smallest ways, I feel like everyone should do it. Especially with using money as a tool so that we can have ease. And even you always say so that we're able to work in our zone of genius, because yeah. if I'm doing this little thing that I'm not good at, I found myself trying to put together a dresser my entire day. And I had to pause like, who am I trying to prove something to? Why yeah. am I doing this? Girl, I called Task Rabbit in a second. I got it booked. Mm-hmm. The guy was over here within an hour. It was put together within two. I spent mm-hmm. my whole day doing that. Yeah. And when you think about like, what could you be doing with that time that you're wasting doing things that you're not good at? Yes. And your time as the owner of your company, as the CEO of your life, as the person who's running your household and you're responsible for all, your time is the most valuable because so mm-hmm. much starts and ends with you. So if you're spending time doing something that you could pay someone a $7.99 fee to do, and it took you an hour to target and an hour back, it just, you know what I mean? It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. You could be doing something else or doing nothing at all with that time. I yep. could be laying on the couch, watching a movie, and just waiting for exactly. my stuff to show up. And that's okay. Exactly. So yeah, I want to preach and teach on that until I'm blue in the face because I'm so passionate about taking things off of my plate. Yes, it has to be done, but it also doesn't have to be done by me. Um, and I think that the digital Jane, it, it's a make women who are experiencing that relief for the first time in their businesses. I think that's like everything. So how do we get there? What type of mind shifts need to happen so that we can take off our superwoman cape Mm -hmm. and start delegating some things? Yeah, it's really start small. Um, I would start as small as Fiverr. You know what I mean? There's so many ways to protect your, your information and get support that you need. If you're not necessarily ready to hire someone on a weekly or a monthly recurring basis, maybe you just have one off projects or small things, it could literally be outsourcing on Upwork or Fiverr and just finding a contractor to support you with a project or two. Do your due diligence and vet always, even if you are hiring a company like the Digital Jane, always ask for testimonials or or references or whatever you need to feel comfortable because that first hire is a little nerve wracking. You know, you're entrusting someone with the back end of your business there. Number one, there's ways to 
hire without giving them all access. You give them access to exactly what they need. Number two, um, if you do have to give someone access to, to the back end, don't be ashamed, okay? I had to tell a client last week, I'm like, she was explaining, oh, this is like this because of this. And I'm like, girl, we're like your cousins coming over to the house. Okay. Right. It's like you don't have to tell me. The cleaning service comes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You don't have to tell me why yeah. the dishes in the sink and why the bathroom needs to be clean. Like, I think of me in that way. Like, I'm not judging you, I'm here to support you. So, that's another thing. There's there's no shame in, in doing the best that you can with what you have. You should feel glory. You should feel happy in in being overthinking about getting the support that you need. And so that's the first thing. And then number two, start with things that you know that you can um, success of. So if there are things that are on your plate right now and you kind of developed a process for getting them done, it could be helpful still to make sure that if you delegate this to someone else, if you hand it off, you're able to kind of have a standard of, is this, you know, is this, was this done correctly? Is this success or not? You know, um, and I think that's one of our biggest things. We were always checking out to make sure that what we have in mind is also what they have in mind so that when they get the deliverable, they're satisfied. You know what I mean? A lot of times they're like, y'all went over and beyond. (laughs) I wasn't expecting y'all to do all this, but it's still great to just set an, an expectation um, in the beginning. I think that's that's one of the, the best things to do. So what can we do behind the scenes to become a little bit more organized to kind of get us into position like with our back end stuff that we kind of sometimes neglect because we're working in the business and we don't work, you know, behind the scenes actually on the business at all. Yeah. So I think the first thing is understand that your business and your brand are two different things. And when I say that, it throws a lot of people off, but your business is the company that produces it, it. It's the company that basically houses the brain. So your business, when you think about your business, think about the operations, think about all of the sales, think about, you know, all of your tax and bookkeeping. It is all of those components. When you think about your brand, that's everything that's out, that's outward facing or to your audience. So that's your social media. That's your, that's your presence basically. Um, and so, one of the things that I feel like people miss and they kind of skip is all of the business stuff because it's not fun. <laughs> the brand is fun. The the logos and the colors and all of that is always a great time. But when it comes down to keeping up with your books and organizing your drive and doing things like that, it's not the fun part, but it's what's going to allow you to show up in your brand. You know what I mean? Because if things are crazy on, on the back end and you start taking on clients and say you actually get to that six figures, if you're raggedy on the back end, you're not going to be able to sustain it. So one of the things that we try to encourage our clients to do is if you're one of those people who allow your email to get to 30,000 emails, right? There are a few simple things that you can do in order to make it um, an ongoing process of organizing. So number one, look into Google filters. We have, we, there's so many features where you can filter out content in emails and things that you don't want to get. 
go through the process of unsubscribing from some things, create labels so that when you're looking client work, when you're looking for, for emails from your attorney or your bookkeeper, you can readily access what's needed. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things because we spend so much time in our email and if that's chaotic, I, and if it's the first place that you check in a day, I just feel like it's going to start chaos in your day. Um, number two, I always say develop a system or a practice of how you save and store content. So we're in this new space now where a lot of people are creating a lot of content and a lot of it can be great content. A lot of it should also be evergreen content, but that's a whole nother conversation. But you should have a process of how that content is being saved because when it's time to hand it over, how are you going to send them 50 images from your camera roll? Let's get it into a habit of saving it into a, a Google Drive folder, maybe saving it by content type or saving it by um, categories or, or something so that once it's time to hire, you have all the things already in place. And then the third thing, and this is what I love, your client service experience. If you have customers, if you have clients, I think it's taking a little bit more time to understand the experience that they're having with you. So I love to say roadmap it. Map out exactly all of the touch points that your clients or your customers are having with you from that first interaction, whether it's a form, an application, they buy a product, to everything that happens after purchase or after they sign up. For service-based businesses, it's a little bit different because um, product-based businesses, you know, it's very tr transactional. So they know exactly what they're getting. With a service, you have to nurture that relationship from the first content, from the first contact all the way down to the time that you onboard them. Um, and we go as far as offboarding. So all of that process is already mapped out. Um, so I would say make sure that you're not just selling, that you are very, you're being strategic around the way that you're engaging your customers or your clients once you get them. Um, so those are three things that are core because your email, your Google or your saving process, um, how streamlined that is, and then how your customers and clients are experiencing you are three easy things that you can start to work on and just build on as, as you go. I love that. And like you said, those are some things that you can implement right now today. Mm -hmm. And that's something you don't have to wait to do. And I know you have that seven to hour challenge mm -hmm. um, that kind of goes through those things too, right? Yes, we have organized and profitable and we're getting ready to update the day. So um, I had did organized and profitable prior to our rebrand and I wanted to launch it as a way that a group could go through this challenge and get their stuff together on the back end with easy prompts and direction. And so the first day of, of organizing profitable is organizing and mapping out your Google Drive. So the challenge is 100% free, but that first day takes a lot of people out because they're like, what? You want me to clean up this Google Drive that I've been saving stuff in for eight years? Yes, because I feel like once you hire that first person, um, what, what, once you hire that first person, it's going to be so helpful to already have things in place that they can find, already have a process of how your company saves things. Um, so that's the first day. The second day is creating those labels I was talking about for all of your frequently received emails. So then that way, everything in your, um, in your Gmail or your email inbox is organized and you can find what you need. 
Um, number Duterte is a few little Canva tips and tricks. And we'll save that for when you actually sign up. But Canva does a lot more than what we give it credit for. And I think a lot of people still have that perception of 2013. You remember when it first came out and how raggedy it was? It was so raggedy. And Alice, <laughs> you were using it. And I was yes. like, I don't like Canva. I'm on over. Yes. I'm not coming to Canva. And you started sharing some of your like tutorials and stories. I was like, girl, what's that? You're like, this is Canva. I'm like, Canva, Canva has changed <laughs> the changed game. Canva them. has literally changed so much. So that's one of the things that I want people to understand is don't allow it's, it's always great still uh, to have a designer develop assets for you, you know, to identify what that your brand is going to look like, what those guidelines are and get those elements. And then you drop them in Canva, baby. Okay. It's going to set you up for success, you know, because as long as we have templates or if you have a designer create your templates, it's, it's just, it's really easy to use. So we use it for presentations, we use it for um, when we're sharing mood boards and, and concepts with, with other teams. Um, everything is cloud-based and it just works really well in, in the day-to-day. So definitely check out our 72-hour challenge and it's a great starting place. And I think when we start making conscious efforts to take care of our business health, what's going on in the back end, how things are running, and if you don't have a team now, you will be in a better place to have one um, when you're ready to make your first hire or your first outsource. Yeah, and I'm definitely signing up for that challenge. April is going to be my month that I focus on everything in the back end. I know mm-hmm. it's so important to have like those CEO days where you're actually yeah. doing these things. But when mm-hmm. you're going so fast paced and you stop and you just kind of start neglecting those things, I'm like, okay, I'm taking the home off of April. <laughs> like, yes, I, I mean, that's beautiful. I need to get it together. <laughs> yes, I love it. And don't feel bad about that. I love it that you mentioned that because I don't take meetings. I don't take external meetings on, on Monday. We don't do, Monday is literally our internal day as a company. So even though we're still, you know, working on tasks and things like that, we still don't do any hour communication. We lose so much time on calls and Zooms and in doing all of that. I don't think people really realize it. So if you have the ability to block, if not a whole day, just hours in certain days to reserve for internal projects or internal work, that is a game changer. We all need uninterrupted, what I like to call deep work time to really zone in and focus. Um, It's one of the things that has really changed the way that I'm able to manage my work week because I know that on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, those are days that I I take calls. Those are days that I consistently open my schedule. Mondays, internal. Fridays is my deep work day. Like I literally, most people are ready to sign off and I just jam on Fridays. So um, it's one of those things that you can, kind of make it do what you wanted to do as you're building your business. And what are some things that your agency can kind of take off of our plates? What does it look like to work with you? So that's a great question because we don't have any one size fit all solutions, right? All of our clients come to us with different needs. And part of my work is customizing exactly what needs to be done. But some of the custom, some of the like reoccurring things that we do Um, Right now, I'm working with um, a media company on operations to um, help streamline the process for their editorial department, for their 
um, community that they're building out, what that like um, user journey and experience is going to be, and just really the strategic planning that's necessary to make sure that all of your automations and systems and things are working. So number one, I would say all things system planning and automations. If you are like I used to be with just downloading a bunch of free trials and you're trying to try all of the things. Um, I like to say that creating a workspace of, of apps and programs that work together is the best way to approach your building of your um, like go-to tools. So don't just, you know, first do a little bit of research and make sure that the apps that you're using, some of them may integrate. Which ones do you need to integrate? Are there any automations that you need to happen? so that you're not doing double work or, or um, updates. So a lot of what we help our clients with is making sure that one, they have all of the right tools in place, two, that the tools are actually being utilized to their fullest potential, three, if they need any automation set up to kind of take off some of that manual work that them either, you know, they're doing independently or that their team is doing, we help with that. I also like to focus on as we are creating all of these things and putting all these, uh, all these systems and things in place that we're also putting the processes in place so that the client can manage it once it's gone. So whether you work with the digital Jane or not, one of the things I want to say is don't allow anyone to come into your company to put a bunch of things in place that you have no idea what's going on. Never get too comfortable with someone fulfilling a need that if something happens and their contract ends or they have an emergency and they can't continue to work that you have no idea how to keep the ball rolling. So one of the things that we do is as we're putting things in place, we're also creating standard operating processes where basically just spells out how to use certain workflows or um, it has long videos or screenshots or diagrams as to how these processes should continue to be used. One of the second things that we help our clients with is social media management. Everyone wants to take social media off of their plate. All of the bosses do, okay? So we help them with content planning. So a lot of our clients have already went through the actual strategy. They have their, their brand guidelines, what everything needs to look and feel like, but they just need someone to create a content plan, a content calendar, and get all of that organized. Um, so that's one of the things that we do. We also help them with scheduling and um, just managing that overall so that it's, it's easier for them to continue to do once their work with us is done. Um, posting on the fly is just not a thing. It should not be a thing if you have an, a lot of other things going on. And I admire the people that are able to post on the fly consistently. But for a lot of us, it's like all of the content is already there. I literally just need to plug in. You know, I literally just need to schedule. I literally need someone to plan it out and make sure that the messaging is on point and that it's meeting, you know, it's hitting all the campaign points and whatever. So that's another big thing. And then the third, I would say we help clients with a lot of um, a lot of their client management and communication and developing their onboarding processes and things like that. So um, it's one of those things where I feel like people look at the, the digital Jane and they're like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know what they do because we do a lot, but it's still getting to a point where we're kind of niching down on what we love doing it's like the things that you know how to do and then the things that you actually love doing love support 
We love doing operations. We love doing social media stuff. And so it seems like, and that's what comes to us also. So it seems like that's where we're most in alignment with strategic planning and um, launch support stuff. I love that. It's like having your own personal operational team behind the scenes, making things run smoothly so you can actually work and grow your business well instead of trying to do all the things as a solopreneur. Like, I love it. Well, thank you so much. I feel like you gave us so many good tips that we can implement and work with, especially with that 72 hour challenge. Yes, that alone. Yes, everyone sign up for Organized and Profitable Challenge. If you go to um, thedigitaljane.com, you'll see it as soon as you scroll past the header. Um, we have some amazing partners with um, monday.com, um, Typeform, and Canva. And uh, go through the, the challenge. We're also going to update the challenge. That's what I wanted to share. I want to focus on building out a social media like some sort of social media content planning day and then also how to maybe um, use Monday for your social media calendar so that you have a more automated process than like an Excel uh, spreadsheet. So look out for for the challenge. I love the whole concept of business wellness. Um, And I hope that, you know, in this this year, people will start to really think about that as, as we're building and we're being pushed to, six and seven figures and that's like the daily messaging that we see is. like six yeah. figures six figures seven figures yeah like, and now it's, seven. Now, it's seven. <laughs> like, now it's seven <laughs> now it's seven now it's seven and i oh get gosh. it yes yeah. i get it but it's also like when you get those six figures when you're preparing yourself to get to that point please make sure that you are delivering at a caliber and you're delivering a quality experience that people feel good about. And there's nothing like making an investment into something and then having to dispute the charge you didn't get what oh, you gosh. thought you were going to get. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of that comes from people not setting real capacities for their work. Um, and it's, a, it's disappointing because you don't want to call anyone out. You just want to have it fixed. But at the same time, it's, it's very realistic that as we are climbing and we're building and we're getting to this point of, um, pursuing six and seven figures, be realistic with what you can handle and make sure that you're setting a pace and a standard for yourself that you can actually keep up with. So when I think about business wellness and I and loving that concept, that's what I think about is really creating something that feels good in, in the day to day. You're not feeling burnt out. You're not overexerting yourself. You're not over promising and under delivering you're really taking care of your business from the inside out. I love that because you don't think about that. Taking care of the business from the inside out, that needs to be a quote. (laughs) Tweet that, post it above (laughs) my workspace. Like, yes, I love that, Alice. That's so good. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. this was helpful a little bit. It was absolutely, you know, as always, before you leave the show, you can introduce yourself. My, My name is... And one truth about the hustle is. My name is Alice Foy. And one truth about the hustle is it never gets easier. You only get better at your approach to it. Thank you so much, Alice. Please let everyone know how they can connect with you. Find us on all platforms at The Digital Jane. Um, My personal platform is The Alice Foy. And um, you can visit us online at um, thedigitaljane.com. 
Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed hearing our guest story. If there's something that you connected with or had one of those aha moments, do me a favor, go on Apple, rate and review the podcast and share it with someone else. You know, you know already who needs to hear this story today. Share it with them. Until we meet again, hustle and grace.